Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Darren Javad, host of Clean Break, the podcast uh, for divorcing clients. And I'm also the chair of DivorceNet. And I'm here with Tina Murray, our co-host and vice chair of DivorceNet. Morning, Tina. Good morning, Darren. Good to see you again. Yeah. And we've been taking a little bit of a sabbatical for a while. We've, now we're back on it. And so we're thankful for all of you to join for joining us here today. Uh, we have a special guest. Would you like mm-hmm. to introduce our guest, Wendy? Uh, Wendy. Tina. Tina. <laughs> there you go. Well, that was a good segue. <laughs> yes. We have Wendy Ambleton from Exit Realty. Uh, she's our guest here this morning. And so welcome to the show. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and then we'll... We'll get into some more questions. All right. Uh, I've been in real estate for almost a decade. We opened up the exit office here in Kempville two years ago this summer, um, and it's been going strong. We've got a great team of agents, and all across eastern Ontario, we're working hard. Okay. So. How long have you been a real estate agent? Decade. A decade. Oh, it's yeah. a full decade. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. And uh, what, uh, uh, what was your career before that? Oh, I was all over the place before that, managing... Um, HVAC service and APAR. Great. Lots of people skills. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So are you from Kempville or where where are you from? I'm from just north of Belleville. Um, We actually lived in Kempville for about a decade uh, from 2001 to 2010 and and I moved back to Barbuda. So Kempville Kempville is my my home. (laughs) I love this town. It is a great town. It's It's kind of central. Between uh, like between like it's not Ottawa. But it's not kind of like so far away from Ottawa that you can't kind of like get to the big city. Well, in case you hadn't noticed the growth in the area, this is why everybody feels that way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to put a stopwatch. It's okay. So that we know here, I got it now. I won't. You, uh, you got it? Yeah, I got it. We're good. It's all of it. Lots of technical things. Yeah, so. we, usually, we usually have uh, somebody else behind the scenes with us. To, you know, poke and prod us, and yeah, but uh, she's throw questions to, at us, yeah, and then and they and then she'll tell us time and stuff like that. So, so. we're flying solo, and we're really rookies at that. Point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're wearing all the hats right now. It's all good. And it's so I want to put a timer on so we don't talk for hours because I think that once Darren and I particularly get going, we can talk Thank for hours. On. And when somebody's passionate about their careers, they can talk for hours Absolutely. too. So, just don't get me started on Canada Day. Because that'll that'll take us into next week. Right. All right. We will talk about that. <laughs> okay. So tell us. Um, we you know just before we we started, uh, we were just talking about some, what some of the other realtors had mentioned that you know when when there's a divorcing couple selling the house, they you know maybe suggesting some painting or you know this and that to make it more marketable. But you kind of had almost an exact opposite answer. So we'd love you to talk to us about that. In the past, my clients who have been going through this kind of time, uh, stresses are already high. Financially, things can be difficult if one parent is or one member is not in the house any longer, or whatever the case might be. I don't feel like in most cases there's value associated with that. So I tell them often, you know, if we were to do these things or hire out these projects, then it would you might have a more saleable house, but it's not necessarily going to return. So just to keep the stresses, stresses down, right? Right. Yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah, because if you're trying to, uh, you know, whether it be the husband or the wife, you know, you're you're juggling jobs, you're juggling kids, you're juggling the emotions, 
That's right. Of, of it, and then selling it, you know, and like you say, the finances. So, and we talked about how busy we are in life and how, you know, throwing in an, another thing could just add to that stress, That's right? right. Mm -hmm. it, it just, it's not worth it. When you look at the return value on most, you know, slapping a coat of paint on really depends on the circumstances, mm -hmm. but ultimately you're not going to see a return that qualifies the extra effort and the stress levels. Right. So, in my opinion. Yeah. Which, as you mentioned, might be conflicting with other agents, but that's yeah. why. It, do you think it could be dependent upon the market? Like, you know, maybe the Ottawa market versus the Brockville market versus the Kempville market may be completely different. You know, a realtor in Ottawa may say, yeah, yeah, absolutely, you oh, have absolutely. to do that. Yes. But in Kempville, maybe not so much. Maybe. Dep and like you said, it really depends on the overall market as well. Right now, for instance, we have such a low inventory that things are going overnight. Mm -hmm. Right? That's Some multiple offers and stuff like absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. Granted, I'm not seeing the price points go increasing. Like, they're not increasing too drastically because mm -hmm. banks won't mortgage if they do, right? Yeah. So it's keeping the market a little stable, but it's quick moving. So in that situation, say today, you wouldn't, it wouldn't matter whether you still have to put a paint on it or not. It's going to go overnight if mm -hmm. you price it point, price point correctly. Let me ask you something. Uh, do you find that most clients, um, they kind of set their the price points, uh, how they feel, rather than what the market will bear? So I'm trying to be kind in saying <laughs> do you think they do you think a lot of clients have a higher expectation for the price there are many clients who are very reasonable mm -hmm. um, and then there are some that are very confident that their property is worth more than what mm -hmm. we can sell it for do you find that more with divorcing clients yeah, because because it's such it's the biggest asset most people have and then you've got two people who are leaving it so do you feel uh, that that maybe sometimes clients that are divorcing want to get more money because they know they're only getting half of the of the of the, the value? There's definitely that push upwards yeah. based on the fact that they they're walking away with half, mm -hmm. right? And that half might not be anything or much. Exactly. Yeah. So in a lot of cases that I've dealt with in the past, they've they've gotten themselves financially in a situation where there's not really anything left of the house mm -hmm. once you sell it anyway. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. It's just a Consolidating debt and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Do you ever come into situations where you see um, one client or one spouse saying, I want this, and then another spouse saying, no, I just want, I just out. want out, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How do you deal with that? Like, I take them to see other houses. Oh. So I treat them like a buyer client and take them out to see what their competition is. And mm. that generally fixes that conversation up real quick. Yeah. And then this way they know, yeah. you know. Okay. If that house has been on the market for three months and it's the same price that they're looking for and it has all these other Bells attributes to it, then... Mm. That's a really good way to do yeah, it. Because rather than arguing, yeah. or not yeah, even arguing, I'm hoping no other agent are, is going to watch it. <laughs> 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 it's a secret. It's a secret. That's good. No, but that's really good, that's really good advice, right? It's really important, even if you, even for non-divorcing clients, you've got a house that's been on the market and, and they're stressed and they're just wondering why it, they can't move to their next step. Instead of fighting with them, you know, about the price point or dropping it exorbitantly, mm -hmm. sometimes the market just will have a house that's properly so price point sitting on the market for mm. a period of time, right? There's not much we can do about that. Mm -hmm. it, every house has a proper buyer. And mm -hmm. so taking the stress away by letting them see what their competition is goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Do you ever find that you have um, clients where one spouse wants to deal with you and the other says no? How do you how do you deal with that? Can you have two agents? I know we talk, we we asked with, about that yeah. before, like, and then we have a nice team at our <laughs> office. We have a nice team. <laughs> we tend to work together very effectively, and sometimes it is a personality thing. Um, mm -hmm. We've got eclectic assortment of personalities in our office as well, so it, it's easy when I walk in and I meet clients for the first time, I will know, okay, I need to bring Jenny in or Carrie Lynn or Colin or some, you know, Joanne, somebody that's going to converse better with that client, that side of the relationship, and I'll be all click with together. them. Yeah. Exactly. So, so in that way, if you can do that, maybe you don't click with one spouse, but you bring somebody else in and then you're kind of keeping it in-house where there's lots of communication going, yeah. but each of the spouses are uh, happy with who they're physically dealing with. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. What about renting versus buying? Like, so sometimes like people are trying to get out of the property, and what I found is is that many times they want they just rush into buying something, mm -hmm. right? Do you ever coach your client, uh, the clients, on on maybe now's not the time to buy, or like? It depends on the circumstances. Depends on one the financial situation. Depends on the emotional. You know what? What are the next steps going to be mm -hmm. down the line? How much are they, does it make sense for them to take everything, you know, if they're walking away from a marriage with $40,000 cash left over, let's say, does it make sense to put a down payment on a house? And they might not be able to handle the upkeep of said house. They mm -hmm. might not be able to handle the maintenance and the upgrades that need to be done or whatever the case might be. So fi financially, you can look down the line and say, okay, now the market's not going to necessarily bring additional value to that 40,000 in three years, but they're going to be financially struggling. Mm -hmm. So, right. and you always plan for, you always work on today planning for tomorrow. So it's, uh, it really depends on the circumstances, mm -hmm. but it's not a bad idea. Okay. Every conversation is different. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, just to circle back to the, uh, the part about doing upkeep and uh, rentals or updates prior to sale. What are some things that people can do that might not cost a lot and may not be um, a number, lot of time? Number one, purge, purge, purge. Mm. Get rid of everything. Yeah, I can imagine that because I mean, garbage bags and Kempel are cheap and in Ottawa it's free pickup. So just <laughs> get rid of it all. Because <laughs> the bigger the house and the brighter, one, it's easier after purging to keep the house ready for showings. Mm -hmm. So we can do last minute showings and we don't have to worry about. You know whether the place needs to be dusted and all that, but mm -hmm. perch—that's the number one. A lot of places will do pickups too. Like I know, in in um, if you wanted to donate something, for mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. can just like a lot of the uh, Salvation Army and stuff like that in restore. Ottawa. Yeah, the the restore. Oh, restore. oh, that's restore. Uh, the restore does, and they support Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, that's so. right. right. Yeah. And they'll come pick stuff like that up. Absolutely. So that's that's yeah, a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, I was going to ask about, so, you know, you get a lot in the marketplace where people are questioning value, right? So tell me a little bit about, uh, like, I'm sure people that are going through divorce are going through a lot of stress and trying to do it themselves might seem like a, um, an option that they want to use, but, oh, yeah. but tell me a little bit more, 
about the value that a realtor brings, especially in a situation like people going through a divorce. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, if you're doing it yourself, you have to communicate with each other a lot more. Okay, that's a good mm -hmm. point. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which you may or may not already be doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm putting a, a negative spin to the situation, obviously, right? But yes, and that's basically the one of the biggest values, as well as the quick direction and the advertising, marketing, and, you know, um, a third opinion, mm -hmm. arm's length. We're not we're not personally invested, you know. It's our job to sell your house, mm -hmm. so that's the value that we bring to the table. And legally, we know where to make sure that you're covered. So a lot right. of times, if I mean more often than not, people who do decide to do this on their own mm -hmm. are doing it with Grapevine or Concrete or one of the for sale by owner companies. Mm -hmm. um, in the olden days, the, the people that would just sell to their neighbor or sell to a friend or whatnot, or throw the house for sale sign up that they picked up at the dollar store, they didn't have legalities yeah. mm -hmm. in place. So mm, that could be an issue. They weren't protecting themselves. Errors and omissions. Well, and, and I think particularly in the divorce, in a divorce case, right? Um, people, there's always, and, and I mean, some people divorce. I'm dealing with a client who's doing a spousal buyout right now, and they're completely amicable. Like, I literally walked into a store yesterday and saw the wife, and I'm dealing with the husband. And uh, she's like, oh, we were just talking about you. I'm just talking about you. I'm like, I hope all good, you you're know? A rare and uh, he, he's buying her out of the house, and, yeah. and, and, you know, so we've got things to do. But um, I, I think that that's a sort of a little bit different of a situation. But when you're selling to... A, a, a third party, um, having someone there to guide you through the process and, and deal with it rather than, you you know, I think it would be, make a lot of sense and the legalities of it is just so much simpler. And the thing is, we there's so many parties involved and from the real estate perspective, my job is I, I project manage. I always tell people I'm in project management because once a house goes on the market, I make sure that all the parties are working together, everybody's communicating effectively, the lawyer knows what's happening, mm. the insurance company, you know, mm -hmm. those types of things. So Like a quarterback. <laughs> Quarter, <laughs> yeah. You know, you got a quarterback in, right? Yeah. You, and I always used to, I used, I used to laugh about this because years ago I was looking at building a house, right? And um, I, I talked to Dave, a friend of ours, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, you could do it yourself, save thousands of dollars. Da, da, da. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you now this guy's an architect, so yeah. he did a lot of the stuff himself. But uh, I was like, oh, so I got blinded by the numbers. I got blinded by the savings by doing it yourself. And but what I didn't realize was being a general contractor or organizing all the contractors is you're quarterbacking the situation, but you've essentially given yourself a full time job, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So I kind of correlate that to like a real estate agent, right? Because that's your full time job. And do the people who are already going through a divorce, stressful situation, not communicating, do they really want to be trying to quarterback it themselves, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then, so that's where I think, you know, all of, all of the, the professionals within divorce that bring value, but especially when it comes to the biggest asset, you know, you kind of have to leave it to the professionals, right? Mm -hmm. um, question, I just have a question. So you do what's called a market ass assessment, right? So when you price out a property, you do a market assessment, is that right? Okay. Now there's another type too, um, because I mean, obviously, a market assessment might not be applicable when you're using when you're doing a um, uh, separation agreement, right? So there's another type of appraisal you can have done, right? That's correct. And what is that? 
that's an actual appraisal. Like an actual home appraisal by, right. an, by an appraiser. By an appraiser. Right. And that's what the bank sends out when you're getting a mortgage, right? Right. And it's a, you can you can privately hire them as well. Right. So there's a number of companies in the area that you call up and mm -hmm. book in, and I recommend that quite often as well. Okay. Especially if there is going to be a buyout or yep. if there is a separation without any movement going forward and somebody staying in the house or mm -hmm. right. just get the appraisal done. So do you do, so do you do the market? What would the difference between your market assessment and an appraiser's market assessment be? The appraiser mm -hmm. can stand up in court and defend. Mm -hmm. Right. His number is in defined in gold, basically. Right. Whereas ours are fluctuating on a daily basis. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. And I mean, because I'm a mortgage agent, right? I deal with realtors. Yeah, you know all about this. I know all about this. Yeah, questions. I know. But I'm going to ask you the questions, right? So, um, you know, and we deal with the appraisers, and um, there's so many different criteria from an appraiser's perspective on a house, um, and they're looking at days on the market. They're not just looking at what is it worth. They're, they're looking right. at there's so many other avenues. There's a you know a replacement value. There's there's, you know, and each lender can look for something different, That's right? right? Absolutely. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, having a realtor out uh, or having a couple realtors out to sort of give you an idea of what the price might right. be is not a bad idea, right? That's right. And that also helps them to, uh, if they're in, the, if they're going to be selling, getting the three also gives them a feel for you as a realtor. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. that going to be a fit? Is that important? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing is, though, just because a realtor comes in with a CMA or a market analysis, and let's say the CMA states that the house is worth three hundred sixty thousand, and the next one says it's worth three hundred fifty thousand, mm -hmm. it's not the number on the CMA. CMA is just that doesn't mean we're putting a price tag on the loaf of bread. It's mm -hmm. our recommended list price for your property. Mm -hmm. So everything is negotiable, mm -hmm. and go with the go with the agent that makes you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. What about yeah. impact? So I know I get a lot of confusion from clients when they get their impact because it's like five years behind and it's based on taxes, obviously. Um, but tell me a little bit about that. I don't know if either of you ladies know a little bit more about impact, but what does it clients need to know about it? Maybe it's your assessed value. Yeah. It okay. No it's but it's not today's purposes. though. But it's, it's not today's. It's yeah. for taxation purposes only. Right. That's right. For property tax purposes. There's it, no it, value on. It does not showcase the value of your home. No. Right. Because a lot of people are confused and they see that and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe my house is worth so little. Like I thought it was worth more. No, you want. Yeah, you, you want do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I tell people. I yeah. say your MPAC is your tax assessment yeah. that yeah. the municipality uses to, mm -hmm. and so sometimes they'll see that, but they'll they'll wonder why their house is undervalued, right? Yeah. So. Well, and you know, and then you have the reverse at times, right? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know if you've seen that, but like you see a you know tax bill is you know six thousand dollars, and we're like, why this house would never sell on the open market for I, we, what it's assessed. At. We had a client actually last year who had bought a trailer um, in a community area in North Fork, and her tax assessment. She was being billed at a rate of two hundred. Like, I think the assessment was at two hundred thirty thousand. There was no way I could get a hundred thousand for that trailer if I sold it. So we we fought with Impact, and she was able to get a reduction in the assessment. I have no idea where they came up with that number. So. When a, client, when a client's buying a house, let me ask you something. Um, do you ever give a recommended amount of cash flow to have prior to closing? Do you ever coach clients on that? Yeah. 
Yeah. You? Oh yeah. Tell me yeah. about that. What 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 like what what are some tips you give a, a, a client that's buying a house? Okay, so I was with clients yesterday, and we did a quick estimate for the mortgage, mm -hmm. and I did a quick estimate of what the, the taxes are going to be, and the utilities are going to be, and whatnot, and the upgrades. And I said you should have cash flow. Uh, before closing, I always tell them obviously about lawyer fees and closing costs, but right. for upkeeping the house, you know, you have to give them an idea roughly as to what it's going to cost them on a monthly basis. Right. So on I did not know that. That's awesome to hear that because yeah. it's so integral in, in in buying and selling and in your day to day life, right? Well, and you're when you're dealing with first time home buyers, they often don't think about the taxes. Mm -hmm. They often don't think about how much their their internet bill is going to be or you know, the cost for fuel or whatnot, mm -hmm. and especially if they're moving to Campbell from Ottawa, they're not thinking about the extra fuel costs and mm -hmm. upkeep and maintenance on their Well, even things like, uh, like, well, first-time home buyers. Yes. yes. See, I love this. But it's, it's <laughs> the same thing, too, with, like, divorcing couples, because right. technically, right. almost, they're like a first-time home well, buyer. Well, things right? like, like you know, who's taking, again. if you're buying a new house, who's taking the lawn tractor? Who's taking the lawnmower, mm -hmm. right? Oh, if that means now I have to buy a shovel, I need mm -hmm. to buy a snowblower, yeah. I need to buy this, I need to, you know, oh, I need a vacuum. You know what the great thing is, though? We have so many seniors they're downsizing mm -hmm. and they're not taking their lawn tractor and they yeah, just have to find the right house where they just want to walk away with their suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And it works yeah. out for everyone. I negotiated yeah. the lawn tractor in my old house when I was buying because they were moving away and I knew they were and I said, uh, I'll give you 200 bucks for the lawn tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, like, take it. <laughs> I was like, yes. Take it for 200 bucks. <laughs> no, he, 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 he said, take it for 200 bucks. Awesome. So I got a lawn tractor for 200 bucks. Yeah. I was like, my wife, Sylvia was like, I can't believe the things you ask. But you're like, you're always negotiating something. And I'm like, hey, if you don't ask, you don't know, right? Yeah, so I was yeah. like, that no. sounds like my husband too. I'm like, oh, I'll just walk away now. <laughs> <laughs> but in some ways, you probably made life easier. Well, Maybe, exactly. Then yeah. they didn't have to try to sell it. That's yeah. Right. yeah, absolutely. So you have to look at it from that perspective too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, any funny stories? Yeah. Got any of those? Like anything ever funny happen to you like while you're doing your job? I know this is kind of like an out of the blue kind of question, but... A little bit, yeah. We, we do some outtakes. We've <laughs> well, got some wicked outtakes, we right? We had so. one realtor on and he had... Did we keep that in? We, ke we kept it. We we did. We had a basically like a gag reel that we put out there just to make people laugh. And he was talking about a situation where he had walked in on going to show a house. Some people oh, in yes. the shower or oh, something yes. like that. You've had that kind oh, of yes. experience? Oh, yes. Absolutely. What the heck? This <laughs> must, must be a, like a, a rite of passage, right? You have my, to my catch client, people naked in the house somewhere. <laughs> my clients often mock me because I have a policeman's knock. I'm like, trust me, in this business, you learn that real quick. Oh, so wow. like a bang, 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 oh, yes. bang. Really? Yeah. Okay. I did. Uh, I had a client a couple of years ago. We were doing a lot of apartment buildings downtown Ottawa and whatnot. So yes, always, always knock real loud. Mm. And hello, yeah. hey, anybody home? That's this right. is Wendy. I <laughs> just want to walk in with the shakers or something. <laughs> tambourine. You're like a real estate agent with the tambourine and party of marketing. <laughs> you know, I, I am totally, totally not in this line of field but when I was a young when I was a kid I was babysitting and I walked in I would always go early just because I lay them down the road and I walked into the house and they were the parents were walking around nude in the house oh, wow. going to the shower get ready but I guess I just caught them off guard but I was like that's my only one and only experience of walking in on people. Yeah, I don't know who was more embarrassed. I was about 14. I'm not sure who was more embarrassed. Them or Probably me. Probably you. Probably you. So. Awkward. Well, yeah. We can outtake that one. Okay.
Alright, sounds good. Uh, go, yeah. No, no I was just going to say, uh, so we're going to wrap it up here, because we usually Perfect. try to keep it to 20 minutes, but yep. we thank you so much for being on the show. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Uh, Exit Realty by Design, and uh, we're down on Prescott Street, or obviously phone and email. In beautiful downtown Campbell. And uh, what's your phone number? 613-295-5903. Right, and they can also find you on the DivorceNet website, so that's great. Yes. Thank you, Wendy, for coming in. and we'll Thank you very much. Thank you. And thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on the other side. Excellent. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, expert advice made simple.